Hey guys, another interesting episode lineup for you. This is Impact Sessions episode six. Uh, my name is Andy Crow, and yeah, I'm I'm fortunate enough to get to have chats with cool people. Uh, and this one, I get to chat to Rui Ping, um, who's also my best mate. Um, and we initially started Critical Design together, but as I share in the in the episode, um, seeing Critical now and where it's at. Um, it's probably what I'll feel like when my daughter goes to university um, or my son and or yeah or they leave the house for the first time um, I'll be proud of who they are what they've done and what they've accomplished and that's exactly how I feel about critical um, and yeah the work's kind of just starting for them but it's super exciting to see and be this close I guess to something that's on the edge that's you know innovative that's um, yeah pushing boundaries and, and getting to support them through just being a good mate who listens and and yeah just shares and and offers um at ear so yeah i'm glad for you guys to be able to hear what critical's up to um and also to hear um a little bit too about rory's journey going from you know being solely focused on purpose to understanding that profit drives a big part of what change can happen um so pumped about that um in the meantime let's roll the intro and get stuck into it hope you're well it's been said that social enterprises are 10 times harder to build you're not only seeking financial sustainability but also environmental social and cultural sustainability it can be a minefield there are many social innovators taking the leap and pursuing the dream what are the tools experiences and mindsets that drive them why are they doing it and how do they stay the course that's the job of this podcast, Impact Sessions, a podcast dedicated to unpacking the leaps of faith of social innovators and creating a resource for the next wave. I'm your host, Andy Crow. Let's get the session started. Awesome, bro. Thanks for uh, jumping on Impact Sessions podcast. Oh, it's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no. Take two, uh, friends, friends and family. Um, hey, Alexa, I think she's the only one that listens. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hey, Alexa. <laughs> oh, it'd be so funny if she doesn't. Anyway, um, yeah, what would be cool is um, a lot about, about yourself and then maybe something about you that, like, most people, like, won't know or don't know. Ah, uh, so I am a dad of three kids under five, um, married to an exceptional woman called Haley. Um and yeah, we're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and in in, the, in my time that I'm not with Fano, I um, hang out in this workshop by myself. <laughs> nah, not by myself. Only on Wednesdays by myself. Um, and being the co-founder of Critical, and our sort of our co-founder, our vision is. Um, Ending plastic pollution by turning it into beautiful, intuitive, and smart products. Awesome. So, what's one thing like that people might not know about you? Yeah. Uh, when I was three, did I tell you the story? <laughs> I when I was it. three, um, so we were still back in China. We um, there was this like in China, there's this big fro- a lake that gets frozen over. So it was me and my mate. We were three, and we were walking across the lake on ice. And as we was going back to the edge of the shore. Um, or the edge of the uh, edge of the lake, there was a piece. There was sort of like a jagged, jagged part of the of the lake, and yeah. there was this one guy sitting there going, "Hey boys, don't step on that thing, otherwise you will fall in." And me being 
three year old who knew it all go, what the hell do you know? So both my mate and I stepped and we fell into this ice hole, um, freezing in the middle of winter. He fell head first, I fell, you know, and I just remember lights going on and off, getting yeah. out and out of water, and then this guy pulling us out, probably the same guy that told us not to go in. Um, yeah, so I could have died. <laughs> could have been a very short life. <laughs> I don't know how many people know that. Yeah, but yeah. No, I don't, but um, I, I do know. And that's probably part of, I guess, the um, the intro is that, yeah, we do know each other really well. Um, and the, the whole purpose, I guess, for um, impact sessions um, is that, yeah, what are the sort of my, my curiosity, I guess, has led me to um, to want to ask the question of people who have, like, committed to social impact stuff, you know, whether mm. it's socially, environmentally, culturally. Yeah. Um, like, what is, like, one, what is their story? And then two, um, just what's the lessons? And, yeah. and you know, what have been some of the, the things, yeah. you know, to make that happen? And yeah. so as someone that knows you well, um, I reckon you've got a pretty cool story. And, <laughs> thanks. Um, and, oh, thanks, and I think also for the space, and I get, you know, and I say social innovation, you know, I don't know every social entrepreneur out there. Um, but, yeah, I could probably count on my hand the ones who've got, like, the type of ambition that you have, you know. So we might, t- we might touch on that or not. <laughs> um, whatever, yeah. Like, um, and then probably secondly is, so that's the first part, that's the, the, the goal nice. of the podcast. And then okay. for you is, like, um, yeah, like a platform to share like what's up at critical yeah um yeah so i think like a cool one will be um maybe we'll go a little bit chronological and and i think yeah for this one as well um we want to touch on the on the peaks Mm. you know so Mm. and so and that will make sense because the question is like what are some of the things like you know you know i know that critical was started november 1st 2013 Mm. you know I was the guy on the <laughs> on the computer on the a company's register site doing that. Um, yeah. So we got that history as like you know I'm a former co-founder here. Yes. Um, I was going to break that news, but I'll let you do the honors. <laughs> <laughs> it was my my story too for a little bit, and great, then um, I'll great. stop talking soon. <laughs> um, yeah, and so and and I guess like just on that real quickly, it's um, the metaphor that comes to my mind is like you know being a dad myself. If I haven't exp- if I haven't yet experienced, you know, a child leaving home. Mm. Um, well, the way I view critical is like, um, it's almost like in dog years, you mm. know, I was part of its dog like years. formative, <laughs> you know, formative years. And now it's like off to university and like, yeah. you know, trying to, trying to make its own way. Like and Str- struggling through the poor student <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> trying to big a business for money. <laughs> you haven't missed much, bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> All yeah. the highs and lows. <laughs> so um, yeah. So but but I just think yeah, it's a it's a cool story, mm. cool thing that's happening. Cool, nice. Um, so yeah. So like I think like a, a thing that for me that would be I think would be interesting for others is like what have been like mm. the two or three things that you would like want to tell yourself. Well, let's say 2014. Mm. I think that first year is special anyway. You know, like you get to try stuff. So, so what was the question? So what, what are the first Like what first are the things? two or three things, yeah. yeah, like that you know now that you wish you knew when you started? Oh, so many, eh? Where do I start? 
Um, oh man, I, I think um, I, th- I think it's a lesson that I'm still learning heaps, which is focus. Like it's, it's a never-ending. Um, it's yeah. I, th- I think it's a. Is, is the laptop all good? Yeah. Cool. Um, fo- focus is probably the, the art is in the elimination, and the art is in the consistency and the discipline of elimination. And so when you think that, when I, oftentimes when I think that I knew what I'm doing, oh, we're focused. It's like you go in, it's like microbiology, you zoom on a, you zoom on a cell and then the cell is multiplies and then you zoom on the multiplies, the particles become atoms and stuff. It just keeps going. Yeah. Um, and finding it to be really disciplined. So that's, that's, that's thing number one. The second thing I suppose is um, probably like I, I give myself more and more permission um, to... Uh, like just to just to learn, keep learning by doing, and throw myself into it without knowing so much. So I'd probably just encourage myself a bit more to jump into it. You don't know how to do it, we'll figure it out as you yeah. go. Um, and I think that's probably my learning style as well. Yeah. Um, and the third one I'll tell myself is um, like commercial success is okay, and it's okay to be ambitious. <laughs> um, those are the three things I'd, I'd wow, say for someone right. specific. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So we had focus. <laughs> Um, like getting stuck in, uh, without really knowing the answer, sort yeah. of what I heard, and yeah. then um being okay with like commercial success, and I think all three of them are like super, like, I was gonna say powerful, but I think interesting from like a, just an impact perspective. Yeah. Like you know, part of the interest is like it's apparent, like it's supposedly ten times harder. Yeah. I'm gonna so, flip the I'm gonna flip the interview on you. What would you tell yourself? No, no, just real quickly because <laughs> I was going somewhere with that. Yeah. So like you know, like a social enterprise is, is technically like or like you know what they've said is like it's ten times harder to build. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're, and you know, quite often like you know the com- the being okay, oh man. Being okay with commercial success is yeah. a hard one to like. Yeah. Wrap your head around with like having like the empathy and the social part yeah like we see we always see it as like um i was talking to and actually he's going to jump on the podcast soon um ants from uh fair how fair ground accounting mm-hmm. and um we're going to be talking about profit yeah. versus purpose is it the guy from wellington he's in christchurch, christchurch people always yeah, think yeah. he's from wellington yeah uh, he, was in, he was involved with inspiral yeah I thought, I yeah, thought, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. last week and um i was like oh man i want to i want to talk about you know purpose versus profit and he yeah. goes oh what about profit and purpose yeah you know and so there's this like yeah there's this like big yeah. thing that's not being talked about which is money in the social enterprise space yeah. um and we can touch on that soon but the one i wanted to come back to which is the first two yeah. like they sort of hand in hand because when you're starting something like yeah. I'm I'm reflecting as well now. Like, how do you know what to focus on? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I and I th- I th- I think I th- I think if I if I was to do it again, um, I'd do my homework before I uh, committing myself into an enterprise based thing. Um, but you know, like not to say that. Like, I think the like. It, who I am now it's, it's the journey that I've taken I wouldn't take it back um, but I was thinking if I was, th- if I was talking to Theo and mentoring Theo through it one yeah, day yeah. I hope he does this who's Theo again? Theo's my son yeah, I knew <laughs> he's that, ten that five. <laughs> um, you know like if I was to mentor him through things it's just like what are some of the ways I can help him get there faster or maybe you know, maybe, maybe the journey maybe maybe there isn't faster you have to go yeah. through it you go through it personally um, what was the question again? just Sorry. the focus thing like, yeah. and I guess for me or like my the gut for me is like you know is focus like 
actually the thing that you, that we need, or is it something that's like yeah, you know, everyone's saying you need to focus. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard, eh? and and I, I guess it depends on what what life stage, what age stage you are at, what level of maybe like level of like life maturity you have as well. Because um, a lot, because uh, for me at least, like you know, like trying all sorts of stuff and critical is, is part of my personal formational journey in my twenties, as it is, you know, about going a, growing an enterprise. Mm-hmm. It probably only became an enterprise not that long ago, like a proper, yeah. proper thing. Um, yeah. So I, I think I think I don't know. This I don't think there's a right answer. Yeah. I think I think if 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 you are the kind of person. Um, you know, like more acquainted to entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship was wasn't even a word in my dictionary until probably we hung, started hanging out yeah. when I was like twenty three. Um, maybe you have a f- more of a fast track experience into what that is. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I think I think focus is important because when you're in a startup stage, um, you know you've got limited resources, time, yeah. um, and, and energy, and so it kind of makes rational sense that. To focus it in on the one thing that you do or the enterprise does really well is really important. And I think there's another thing around, um, uh, like, it's a real interesting thing around, like, something around I- ideas being, like, if it's a, like, oh, I, I can't remember who referenced this um, quadrant, but it's, um, it's, it talks about, like, um, there's already, there are already existing companies um, playing with ideas that has the vast majority of the bell curve. And um, there's a there's a quartile that you that you sort of need to measure yourself against, which is like one of them is being right, um, being consensus, and being wrong, and being in non-consensus. And so the thing is, is that like if you're wrong, <laughs> whether you're in consensus and you're like not in consensus, your insight about what people need in 10, 30, you know, 50 years time, it doesn't matter. It's it's yeah. kind of wrong. But if you're right in consensus, it often means that like that's an idea that's gonna it's it's either being done, or there's a lot of competition to do it already, so you have to actually run really really fast. Yeah. But if you're right in the non-consensus, that's a sweet spot you got to be in. Yeah. Um, you're right about a particular insight about the future that you see. You're right about the hunch, but the vast majority of people think either you're the man or you're crazy, and that's a really interesting space to play in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I don't know where critical is in that. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's. Um, I definitely know, this is a bit arrogant to say, but I know we're right. Um, I, th- I think the consensus would just be, depends on how much time we have left to scale this before the consensus yeah, Arise. becomes, yeah, become the consensus, right? Yeah, it's, sorry, it's really vague, but I, I found that quite a helpful, maybe, tool. Yeah. Um, and like all of the big companies, like Amazon, like Apple, like they're already, you know, Apple's got iTunes and stuff. And so the focus then comes back to what is that one niche that, these big companies don't even think about or have just completely yeah, missed yeah. so that like you have three years to get it to build the technology to build a company to such a state where it's competitive um, you know before they do it or buy you or whatever else yes, yes. so that consensus is a helpful way to for me to maybe understand focus yeah true mm. and I guess like that if you're gonna like try and map where consensus is coming from you could look at what trends are happening yeah. you know and so yeah, like a crazy stat I read today was that um, like British Columbia, yeah. which is in Canada, is that in Canada? Um, like yeah. they, by 2040, like their goal is to be 100%, yeah. um, you know, run by EVs, oh, yeah. you know, um, and I th- and 
the site that I found it on, I think it was called Quantum Run, um, said there's an 80% likelihood that they will reach it. Mm. So they've got these like send, you know, these statistical guys sitting, mm. you know, or Entrex probably, you know, like measuring, mm. and that's probably meaning that they probably at like the 40%, you mm. know, 30, 40% mark right now, mm. um, which is uh, probably less than that. But anyway, so mm. like there's trends happening and there's places to find like where you know people are in that space mm. and i think a super interesting one like is to if you can um like quiet well not quite not quite your mind but like mine your own experience mm. and um i found that super interesting to like um you know i'd be using an app or like the fact that at the moment like i'm hardly using facebook mm. but instagram is my go-to mm. Like I'm in the consensus now, yeah. <laughs> you know, for like where attention is, yeah. and then, you know, LinkedIn and TikTok are becoming. This I don't know how it became a social yeah. media thing, yeah, but, but it's like where people are like gravitating towards. Yeah, is like where the consensus is building. And that's another hard thing, right? Because this, because before I want to get onto that tangent, like when you you had you were playing this idea of like, and I think that the insight's putting onto it, which is around like if the future in you know ten. 15 20 years there's going to be a more and more ev cars on the road what does that mean for mechanics in the future of you know what what is yeah. the infrastructure to supply that yeah and i think you were talking about this thing around creating i don't know some kind of a platform trade futures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happens with execution because <laughs> you see like that, that i think Focus. for me no. that's like an example <laughs> of like i think that's instinctively you know without doing too much research on my part that's like an instinctively good insight and people like if you if you launch that tomorrow well people will probably think you would probably get 50 percent of people going yeah well like you're onto it right like that's what's going to happen I yeah I was, i'm pretty onto and now 50 percent of people are you're fucking crazy like because yeah. like what like five teslas for every 100 tes- like yeah, every yeah. 300 cars on the road like what are you where are you going with this yeah um but that that's a good insight and non-consensus there's no supply or demand there's no dep- yeah anyway yeah yeah if only time was not a resource eh? <laughs> but the, the the other thing is um there was another thing I think we spoke about this a TED talk that came out around um, innovation and double down you know that one mm-hmm. where um, the guy was saying if you're too innovative and you don't double down then um, you, you're too innovative for your own good you don't have a viable commercial business it yeah. doesn't get anywhere like cash in a business um, James Collington often said to me like cash is king mm-hmm. like as much as you have different feelings about it you need it to breathe um, and so that thing around like knowing the balance between when to double down and when to be innovative is really important compromise Um, and that sort of for for me comes back to it's probably not a clear-cut game you know like for example if you're trying to build a startup practically and you're right in non-consensus and it's the right insight but it's it's non-consensual everything's crazy you still need to double down to make a living so you still need a (laughs) part-time job to do that right for bigger companies it could be like what is the example the guy used? Like, um, like uh, the the Swiss company that made um, analog calculators or watches and stuff. They got outdone by the Japanese who created digital calculators, eh? And they needed to actually yeah. pivot to digital. They needed to be in, in more innovative, but yeah. they kept being in consensus. Yeah. And they got, you know, we, we never hear about yeah. that company. And I guess yeah, like to tie that sort up. Mm. Um, and I'm, I mean, trade futures didn't even like, you know, hit me then. Yeah. But I think that's yeah, that is sort of part of. Um, maybe the thinking of like what I was trying to suggest which is like yeah. you're interested in a space like for you that's design you know and it's the built environment 
you know, like for, for ages, that's been something that you've been passionate about. Um, and so, you know, when the direction that Critical's in now, mm. like emerged, you know, like, a, like it mm. somehow all made sense mm. without it making a lot of sense to a lot of people. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when it was in that space. Um, and I guess, yeah, if someone's, you know, starting like their social innovation mm. journey, mm. um, like there's the quirky stuff about you that mm. you're into that you're the people closest to you don't get, but there's a tribe out there that do get it, <laughs> mm. you know? Um, and so, and that's probably where some of that, you know, non-consensus, the stuff that people think's crazy, building mm. a house out of, you know, plastic mm. bricks. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we just, we can't wrap our heads around in New Zealand, mm. but in Chile or somewhere, yeah. they're busy like pulling it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, man. And so, mm. I know you tried to flip the interview earlier, <laughs> but I want to move to the next one. And you mm. sort of alluded to it just then, which is like, um, Joy, um, James Connington, your mm. mentor from uh, Joy Business Academy, mm. um, Cash is King. Mm. And one of your three learnings was about um, the like commercial success is okay. Mm. Like, how did you, like, because obviously that's something you wish you could have told yourself. Yeah. earlier i wish i knew that earlier too <laughs> so you've been telling me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um like how do you like how in like in a like uh, i don't i don't know how to put it but like how have you made peace with that yeah or, like how are you like yeah. just owning it now yeah um like coming to the realization i there's a uh, um uh, what's his name mr brown his last name is brown the the um envision oh, no. yeah, 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 he, he um i reference this a lot and i think he um he talks about the four seasons you know like 20 years you're idealistic um you have a vision you want to change the world it's my world the highway you go on the hero's journey yeah take people on like you're in where you're out sort of thing and then you get to your 30s it's like oh wow like to make things happen and sustain for a long time you need to understand where to be smart where to be where to compromise and I think that, like, part of it's probably age, like, coming, I mean, I wish I was a bit more mature, maybe. <laughs> um, part of that maybe was age. Um, just coming to realize that, like, like my deep fear, um, so there's a, you know, the Enneagram, like Enneagram Bliss personality archetype, archetypal sort of assessment, um, is that, like, so I'm on the Enneagram, I'm three with a four wing. Three is, like, the, the, like the, the achiever, so... Um, like I'm driven by accomplishing like ambitious things mm -hmm. and the thing that I'm like most scared about or like really fearful of is like just being all talk and nothing actually happens or the, the ambition actually never happens and there was a part there was a part of realization of, of you know I can, I can be really idealistic but yeah. but that the part of that was that fear catching on to me and realizing that critical wasn't getting to where I wanted to be um, to deliver on, on the out these outcomes but, uh, but again, uh, aside from that, I think it's, it's also just a continual like permission yeah. from people that I trust who's done, who's done the thing, done the journey yeah. with stories that I really respect, giving me permission like, and, just, and just telling me like, um, Pat Sneedon was one of them. He was just going like, you've, you know, like, don't, don't let anyone fucking tell you that <laughs> like you're, you're, you're a sellout because it's a commercial, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's your commitment to the commercial social success long term. A community of support is, is really important. Yeah. Haley was like probably drowning this for like years and years, <laughs> and it took key people like mentors to flip me over, and she just rolls her eyes and be like, "I've been fucking telling you this all the time." <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, um, 
so learning to listen to people that I trust, you know, yeah. trust is, is part of it, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, and just the realities, eh? Like you, you know, I did the you did the numbers. I did the numbers. Like in Roscoe, what is like Roscoe is like out of fifty thousand people, um, you know, like what, what was this? What was the stats like? Like it was like fifteen to twenty percent of fifty thousand people is classified as like at risk or neat at the time, yeah. and that's insane, right? To to create employment for one hundred fifty people with ambitions, you get a turnover what fifteen million dollars a year, and it's like and so the math just started adding up, um, and the, the looming fear of I'm just all talk, you know, caught up, and then having good mates and good support, all of these things, and it kind of helped me to even sell. I guess that. Awesome. Yeah. Because you say. I think I don't know if I heard it because I'm in that space too. Yeah. Um. Growing up, which is actually like code for having a family and paying rent. Oh man, epic. Um. Yeah, I've <laughs> planned all these questions in advance, <laughs> as you can tell. Um. Cool man. Um, I yeah. guess like for you, for you, like what's one of the other things that um, I'm not even gonna pretend like I had a question. <laughs> I was just, I was actually just so into like what you're saying, um, and I guess yeah, like the part like with that one, which yeah. is, and I guess like, you know, in terms of like you know making sense of like mm. you know profit and purpose and yeah. all of that is yeah. like. A lot of like where we come from, like as yeah. young people, like we've yeah. known each other since we're fifteen. Yeah. Like with the social has been like drilled, like yeah. and I say drilled, but actually we like did that to ourselves. Yeah. Or maybe I did that to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. All the books I was reading. Yeah. Um, on, yeah. And just yeah, like and there's a really good online trailer for that. Um there's a really crack up Asian American Canadian Asian Asian American comedian called Ronnie Chen. Yeah, and he did the stand up, and I, I was pissing myself laughing. This is like eleven thirty at night. He was trying to go to sleep, and I'm like cracking up. And she's like, "Why are you shifting the bed?" Because <laughs> I was like, I was rolling myself laughing, and he was going like, um, "For Asians, it's like you know this. It's like the Asian parents want Asian kids to, um, you know, it's the doctor, the lawyer, the accountant, you know, like stable, prestige job." And he, and he goes, and he goes, "All Asian parents wants their kids to become doctors," and the last. Like he goes, and the last reason why they want to do that is to get them to help people, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like instant prestige. Prestige. We were nothing. We were poor immigrants, and now wow, you're a doctor. You're prestigious, sort of thing. <laughs> um, and it's really funny because, like, being a Chinese immigrant, and um, I've got two things to say about this. But um, the one, one, the one side of the story is that it's all about prestige, and you know, it was all about chasing success and being successful and I, I can understand why being you know us being poor growing up um but part of the maybe the splitting a drawing a clear line between profit and purpose was you know the teenage rebellion against that story yeah you know and ironically enough i'm 30 now and i'm come back full circle <laughs> <laughs> yeah man and that like that triggered like an idea in my head like with um where i feel like i've come full circle as well and I had a pretty cool trip um, with my mum, like, recently. Um, and she, like, she does counselling, you know, works with families. Yeah. Um, and one of the insights that she got from someone was that, like, our, for example, like, my parenting, 
or like me being a dad yeah. is actually it's actually like a build on of what my dad experienced yeah, yeah. and witnessed like yeah. as a kid yeah. um i'm sure like he wouldn't mind me saying this but yeah, like yeah, no. and i don't know my granddad as well yeah but like yeah he used to get himself in a lot of trouble yeah. and so technically so my dad like witnessed his older brothers like getting his dad out of trouble and so he's yeah. then like his reaction was then to like you know work hard yeah. and there's always there's always enough yeah, for us yeah. and then like my style of like being a dad is like shaping my days in a way where like i'm present in the key moments yeah. so it's like you know like for example, because um, I work from home, yeah. Ellie's like, oh, don't you go to work anymore, Dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a code for self-employed. <laughs> <laughs> that's really what I'm trying to do. Um, uh, yeah, being a flash, like, uh, unemployed guy. Um, and so for me, like, but that's like, that's actually like a pretty cool feeling yeah. that like she has this thing like, man, dad's always at home, dad's home yeah. you know? Um, and so like we got Huxley and mm. like, he'll see my dad, my dad, like how I'm, I'm how I am as a dad mm. and he'll like make judgments on that mm. and go, oh, no, like the best way to be a dad is this. Yeah. And so all we're like really doing is building on. Yeah. And I think like yeah. for me, like the piece that's been missing and this was mentioned in, um, Ira Munn's podcast, which was just yeah. Re- which was yeah released before this one, so you can crack up the day. Oh man, he's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and he talked about like, you know, if you want to shift people's like ability to be innovative and creative, yeah. like when you focus on financial literacy, yeah. and I think like, and and you know like, if someone's listening to this and your yeah. parents taught you about money, like yeah. actually about money, not about like you know, and I didn't get the like prestige thing from my parents, yeah. um, but they did think it was I should have gone to uni earlier than I did. Mm. Although now they reflect and say, "No, nah, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool the way you've done stuff." That's always been nice. Um, yeah. So that that was nice to hear. Um, and so for me, that's one of the things. Like I want to flip is like, how do I make, um, like money not like a taboo mm. subject? Because yeah. um, I'll like I wouldn't talk about like bills and stuff. Yeah. You know, like I mean, Ellie's only six now, yeah. but I can imagine like next year she's seven turning eight. We'll yeah. start talking about like, yeah. you know, she gets to like play Minecraft and we do a LAN. Like, yeah, yeah. we'll get to watch YouTube Kids. Yeah. Like, where, like, where's all, like, where's the content coming from? Where's the internet coming from? Yeah. How does the internet get to our house? Yeah. Like, what do we need to do to make sure internet's always coming? Yeah. You know. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I've been on this buzz, and so like that just triggered this thought. Like, yeah. you know, like the whole, like actually, the profit and purpose piece, like those things making sense. Is that like, um, you know, use the example of like just the sheer numbers to be able to employ that amount of people. Mm. Um, another way for me, the way I look at it now, it's the sheer numbers to like, yeah. like be generous, yeah. to like make it work, to yeah. like, it's, you know, put, put money yeah. like not as this like evil thing. Yeah. Which is, yeah. If I'm, I'm thinking about, um, you know, Gandhi said um, practical idealism. You know, I'm a practical, is it who? Is it Gandhi? Is it Martin Luther King quoting Gandhi? I'm a practical idealist. I can't remember what happened, yeah, but yeah. one of those iconic figures said that. Um, you know, and um, I'm just I'm just currently reading through, listening through, listening, reading via listening, Ray Dalio's um, principles book, and he talks about um, execution, like um, 
like having a bold ambitious vision backed up by like a seamless execution at such a scale that you know and he, and he gives examples of all those stereotypical people that everyone references and stuff um and there's a similar thing right like you know like practical idealist um it's the same as you know the the, the overused Steve Jobs being this huge visionary and then be able to execute it at the same time as well. Yeah. Being able to see the future, but also have the practicality and know-how to be able to do it artistic and systematic at the same yeah. time. And, you know, as as purpose and profit. Like, uh, and I, yeah, and I, and I think that, yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's the same thing, right? Like, yeah, um, yeah if, if, if you're one, you know, if, if you're just an idealist, um, you just become... You know, you have you know, you, you, you always long to have these stories that you yeah. tell but you really live this deep deep sense of regret. Yeah. Um, and if it didn't have a purpose, well you kind of just you know, you are hoarding a lot of money and un unless you have a conversion experience like a charity water guy <laughs> 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 and then uses all his skills to do this epic thing. So uh, yeah, it's, it's it's two of the same two sides of the same yeah. coin. Yeah. Um Awesome bro. Um yeah. man, I think we're gonna be catching up again. Yeah. Um Real quickly, uh, so you mentioned uh, Ray Dalio's principles. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite lines from him is um, pain plus reflection equals progress. Yeah. You know, and so all of the stuff that you've been talking about, like yeah. none of that progress happens without the pain yeah, yeah. or the reflection. <laughs> you know, so the ability to make sense of it, you know, borrowing um, ideas from people yeah. um, is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but what that led on to is, yeah, what's, is there like a book or a mm. podcast or whatever that's like, that just gets you like, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to execute today. <laughs> <laughs> the recommendation is um, go on to andymakes.co and find his <laughs> podcast list <laughs> and um, just pick, close your eyes and pick one. <laughs> is, there a pod, is there a podcast <laughs> list on there? <laughs> oh, you should, you should pull one out. I'm going to publish one. I think most of my podcasts yeah, are yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I did the non-consensus one, I can't forget who says it. I wonder if it's Gary Keller. We listen too much to the same thing. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. What, what is well, you know what they say, right? Like, you're, you're like the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now, people hang out with Ru Ping and Andy Crow. <laughs> like, they're doing pretty good, I reckon. <laughs> So some total of five. <laughs> <laughs> plus plus everyone else that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, I, I there's so many there's so much good stuff out there. Um I I do enjoy like um like you know, how a builders is quite quite nice because it's it's um it's like the, the beginning founding stories of um the beginning founding stories of like these these, you know household names that we know and how they get started and all the turbulent yeah. journeys they went through it's really that's often really encouraging because like you know oftentimes i think i think as an entrepreneur you just feel like you stupid or you crazy <laughs> or like this is never going to happen yeah. um and that's good and and then the um and probably the one that i think we both listen to is just following tim tim ferris and yeah. he unpacks stuff and it's really helpful and i when i sort of want to break from all that um i listen to jonathan goldstein's um heavyweight Oh, yeah. It's um, <clears throat> I, I told you about this before. It's just it's great, like so well written. Uh, the concept is um, <clears throat> him reconcile people with relational problems in their past that they need to confront, that they've always forgot, they regretted. Like he goes in real wittily, go and help them reconcile that situation, like a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, that's really good. So 
probably my my three. Awesome, man. Awesome, others, yeah. Cool. Um, we're gonna wrap it up soon, mm. but now I just want to give you a moment, put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, like whatever you got going on, yeah. And how can people like jump on board? Yeah. Um, help out. Um, I mean, oh, just whatever, whatever those things yeah. like. What can they buy? Where, where do they find out about yeah. Critical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the biggest news for us is that in June, at uh, the beginning or the end of June, um, we are going to launch a crowd equity campaign um, where the goal is a minimum raise of 250 grand to a maximum cap of 1.5 mil. And so we'll, um, yeah, so there's going to be, we're going to launch that. And, Breaking um, news, people. <laughs> I, I didn't even know this. Yeah, we've been, so Adam has been working his ass off a bit on that. Nice. My, the other the other guy co-founder um so yeah the, the biggest need for us is um basically capability to make things at scale you yeah. know you know tools molds all that kind of stuff um so that's probably the big thing like we're looking for we're looking for the kind of crazy investors who um you know like who yeah who are there they want you know they want to return for their money um and and this will and there will be a return on their money, but most importantly, sort of bought in with a strong desire to want to change, uh, you know, want to end plastic pollution and want to want to want to see businesses do better. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be huge for us. It's going to be a, a lot of work. Um, and yeah, and the reason why I guess we even went down this path is that over the years, where so many people come to us and go, hey, bro, look, I've backed that. I put a few a few thousand dollars in, um, and we thought, hey, there's got to be more believers of people thinking that they can build better products that's better for the planet than just us. <laughs> so it's, yeah, wanting people to come on the journey with us. Um, that's, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. the other one is um, if you're working in an organization, if you're a, if you're a manager or if you have any dis- budget decisions and stuff and your company is going through a transformative period and wanting to solve, like a sustainably solve plastics problem, come and talk to us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so our model is we work with brands to turn their plastic waste into useful products that we design, and it makes sense for their, for their company. And we do a um, product stewardship happens through a um, 100% buyback model. So we're always sort of having a few chats with Fonterra right now, the warehouse group yeah. and stuff we work with. So those those are my two pictures, probably, the hard the hard sales. <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as a hard sell, bro. Just, what's, just what you got to do, man. Uh, thanks for your time, bro. Yeah, you're awesome, bro. It's been fun. Yeah. Peace. Nice. Thanks for listening. Awesome, guys, as always. Thank you for sticking around with me um, as I interview interesting guests. I am go- I am planning on doing um, a couple of solo episodes, uh, just ones where, yeah, I pull together some thoughts I've had um, on some of the topics that have been brought up by guests or, yeah, just things that I'm noticing in the impact space. Um, please let me know if that's something that you're keen on. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, you can uh, check me out at um, at Andy Makes underscore on Instagram. Um, and, yeah, I tend to share some of my writings especially um, and just, yeah, try and document the journey of trying to build some stuff. Um, so I'm currently working on National Tech Library. And, yeah, it's been interesting. It's been challenging. Um, but there's lots of support out there. And I'm looking forward to seeing where we can take it. Um, until next time, peace.